Hey, Janelle, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? We are here, finally back to it, season two of Witcher Black Ads. How you feeling? Good, good, good. I love how we're calling this like season two. Like season one was like a whole, what, year and a half. We're just calling it season two because we took a really long break. And so we have to kind of give like some reason behind it. It's because now it's season two. Yeah, season two. That's how it goes. Um, it wasn't necessarily planned. You know, we're going to do 31 episodes and then we're going to take a break. It was just, just felt like the right time to take a pause and assess. And um, yeah, but happy to dive back into it. We have some exciting things happening and um, getting right back into it. Yeah. And I think also saying like we took a pause. We yeah, t- we, we took a pause, we took a pause from, from this from, part. Yeah, from this part, but behind the scenes, like that was not a break at all. <laughs> but um, I guess now that you are seeing this episode, you will see that a lot has happened and a lot has changed, right? So chances are, instead of IGTV, you're now watching this on YouTube, yep. right? So if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and press that button, um, red button, right? Right. Yeah, just subscribe. Subscribe. Also, we got some cool th- new things in this episode. Some cool new segment or a cool new segment uh, that we are introing in this episode called Black Ads History, mm-hmm. where we'll get a chance to kind of dive deeper into some stories that uh, really set at the heart of what we set out to create this yep. this platform for. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. And then later on this week, you'll see some other things that kind of trickle from that. So again, we've been working really, really hard behind the scenes um, to bring this new season and some added value with this season and a reason behind our, what, three, four month hiatus. Yes. And for (laughs) those of y'all that have been asking, like, when is the new episode dropping? Are y'all done? No, we're not at all. Um, As you can see, we are just um, resurging and surging forward. With that being said, we are back to it with Above the Fold. That remains the same with some of the current topics of that's going on today in advertising and culture and all of those things that are more timely. Um, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. All right. So first up on Above the Fold, do you want to read this one? Just sure. So this one is more so a question. Uh, no, normally, like Above the Fold, we have like some news that hit, right? Or right. a hot topic. But I topic. think this is still a hot topic. It is, like, it is, it is. But the question was like, what makes a marketing genius? So really with the the release of Lil Nas X's album mm-hmm. and like all that he was doing with the rollout, right? Between the trolling and then the pregnancy and the yeah. billboard, fake billboards or whatever they were. On social media, everybody was hailing him this like marketing genius right Mm -hmm. then on the other end more recently with the i think it was kim kardashian's like kim kardashian dropped like a new skims collection and in it she had her sister courtney and then megan fox who are like new bffs because their boyfriends are like Mm -hmm. rock stars or whatever (laughs) and everybody was like marketing genius right then travel a little bit further back in time not that far but like when Travis Scott was really really active between the McDonald's stuff the Fortnite stuff mm-hmm. dropping his Nike yeah. partnership things like that it was marketing genius so 
what makes a marketing genius? Like, are these people marketing geniuses? Are they just good at the internet? Are those two one and the same? Like, and why, why, like, there's no other field I feel like that we drop that kind of title just because someone achieves some sort of success in business or yes um and i also want to add two other names to the just because it's timely you're talking about album rollout so kanye the way he rolled out his album i saw him in the conversation of marketing genius because he did those listening parties he had grossed like millions of dollars before the album even dropped technically and then also drake with all the billboards that he took out in each city that a feature who was a part of the um the album um i saw his name swirling around that conversation also Mm -hmm. but marketing genius i can't say i can't support it nor can i deny it because marketing is so vast i think for us um thought process and how we insert ourselves or we consume within the fierce of the culture is very specific to how these artists or a-list celebrities are coined genius when it comes to their branding or their marketing when they're rolling out something i don't think it necessarily has anything to do with marketing per se right like i feel like some of these people they just have big following so no matter what they do they're gonna get attention like you know yeah i think on one hand they're influencers yeah you know what i mean like they're leaders in the culture and in the space of what they do whether that's um you know the kids who are the drake followers or the kanye followers no matter what he drops or says they're going to eat it up so it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically targeted in the, the space of marketing i just think that's who he's become at this point. And obviously I think he knows that or they know that. Mm -hmm. So anything they do when they're rolling something out, yes, it's a marketing strategy. Yes. Some, some of these ideas are there. Some of them are from a team. Exactly. Um, But I don't, I wouldn't deem them per se a marketing genius. Yeah. But Lil Nas X, I think he has managed to creatively use social media as a tool in the way that he has moved over the last year or two. Right. I would say if anyone, he may be the closest to what you would call a marketing genius by using the tool that he, because that's how he started. Right, right, right. But I think that, yeah, but he didn't start setting out to be some like marketing genius. I think he was just a kid of the internet. He started off as a barb. Like the barbs mm-hmm. know how to use the internet. They know how to leverage a meme. They know how to make jokes. Like that's what he's good at. He's good at working the internet. Like, now the internet is a is a huge medium when we talk about marketing though. So like digital and all of that is the what we spend most of our time in right. the space of marketing now. Which is why I asked, like, are you just good at the internet? And is is being just good at the internet also being a marketing genius? Like maybe it is. Yeah, I think you can be very silo and specific to the internet and not use any other medium or mediums um to market and that be your only source and you be a marketing genius. Because you think about Lil Nas X, he went on, like, Reddit has a some sort of storyboards or boards where you can go on. And they had one where it was like, you have these random lyrics. Mm-hmm. Something where he anonymous, anonymously made an account. And that was one of his efforts. Um, the, the pregnancy announcement was one of his efforts. Like, you can go through all of these lists of things that he did on the internet that got people speaking and talking. 
made him top of mind, made him start trending. All of that is marketing. Whether it's, you know, positive or negative. So I mean, him top of mind in a conversation. Right. But is it because he had an out like he had an album come out? This is all part of an album rollout. Right. But like. Let's say he had done the whole pregnancy thing like a year ago. That wouldn't have been odd for him because he's just always doing like out of the box stuff on social media. But if there is no product, then like, is he not? Is he still a marketing genius? I have to disagree because I didn't make a statement. No, no. Oh, yeah. You've asked the question. (laughs) (laughs) What are you disagreeing with? (laughs) The way the question was framed. Mm He always he does always tie it to whatever is happening in his world, whether it's a single drop, an album drop, a video drop, whatever it is. You know, even the the fake um, the video where he um, you know Nike was suing him, mm-hmm. and then you know following that, okay, I'm gonna do a video that's centered around a court case that's very much playing into what's happening. I guess to your point to the question where yeah he could have pulled this stuff off without him promoting anything but he always ties it to him promoting something which is smart rather than him using those efforts for no reason you don't agree no i mean i kind of agree but i also feel like where do we kind of like draw the line is the issue because they're not technically in the marketing space no no I don't think that that's what it is at all. I just think that like maybe maybe Lil Nas X, it like to your point, like does fall on like the mar- oh, let's just say like they're good at marketing, like mm-hmm. throwing around the word genius just in any sphere is a bit weird to me. But like is Kim Kardashian then? Does she fall into the same? Would you put her on the same list as a Lil Nas X? Would you put me on the same list? No, it's Lil Nas X. No, I would not put Kim, but that may be my bias. Why not? Because she culturally appropriates. What that got to do with marketing? It has everything to do with marketing. Okay, but if she culturally appropriates and then like people pay her for it, then she was kind of successful at marketing her culture. How many apologies does she have to issue on a yearly basis? Okay, I mean, yeah, remember Skims was called something else before? I don't remember. I'll have to go into the archives and research. I'm just saying, if you just look I at mean, just the, the product or, or like the marketing of the product, like forget if you like the product, if you like the way she does it, if it is successful, no, if people no, pay attention. No, if just because something's successful or people pay attention don't mean make you a marketing genius. Does it? Is that not what your argument just was for Lil Nas Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't see what Kim does enough for me to say that she's a marketing genius. What would you say makes her a marketing genius? I just gave very specific examples of why I would say well, I would Lil Nas X is leaning in that direction, yeah. but he's not quite. Well, I would say it. just purely off of Skims alone, mm-hmm. right? Like when we talk about. The fact that like everybody wears skims, but nobody wants to admit they wear skims, and there are the cut articles out there to prove that. Okay. Okay. Um, like the fact that she's still relevant, however many years after turning a sex tape scandal into 
like this whole kind of empire for her family. Like somebody on that end is good at some kind of marketing, whether the product appeals to you or not, or you agree with it or not, somebody's fucking with it. Clearly. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Right. I'm, and I'm, I'm by no means <laughs> a Kim Kardashian stand at all, but I'm just saying like, if we just looking at the numbers, a case can be made. So again, I get that is true. Back to my original point. Where do we then draw the line? Like, no, I don't think that's fair. You're right. I mean, <laughs> you're making a point. But the, the reason why I say I don't think that's fair is because Kim. The Kardashians, period, between Kim and Kylie, they are very much influencers. They can say boo and people are going to eat it up. That don't make them a marketing genius. It's just who you are at this point. Like, you're, there's no strategy behind she doesn't necessarily have to have a strategy behind anything she does. All she needs to do is pick this up and say, hey, guys, I'm just telling you I'm announcing green nail polish. What was so strategic about Lil Nas X saying like, hey, guys, I'm pregnant? It's creative. It's a concept. It's something that he had to actually go out and deploy and make and develop and so Kim Kardashian, when she drops like the campaigns for Skims with like oh my God. Courtney and <laughs> Megan Fox with the cherries, they ain't have to go and plan that. Sure, they did. Oh, I mean, and also, in my opinion, it was I put, for kimono. Skims was originally called kimono. Oh, I do. Remember yeah, mm-hmm. really, really bad. Sorry, what were you saying? So I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't. I think that. Attributing again back to attributing the word genius to anything, I think that we just we just always like mm-hmm. are really really reaching. But I think that there is a difference between just being good at the internet and being a good marketer. Oh, I can say this now, y'all. Let us know what you think in the comments. Um, <laughs> are these people marketing geniuses? Does that even make sense as a term? And yeah, just give us your thoughts and your feelings about it. So I guess it's staying on that marketing genius or kind of that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, have you noticed Sweetie is a is on a bit of a run these days? Yes, I have noticed that. So besides the McDonald's Sweetie meal, um, she also recently partnered with Hidden Hidden Valley Ranch and Crocs. Right now she has. Again, I, I get the Hidden Valley Ranch part of things because homegirl will put will dip anything in a in a bowl of ranch. A bowl of ranch. Okay. Um, now turning that into the Crocs. Sure, get your check. She also has this Netflix show coming out. Right? What is the name of it? Uh, give me a second. It's called. She also looked really good oh, at the makeup. Sex album. Unzipped. The show is called Sex Unzipped. Um, so it's about it's it's going to be a comedy special on sex positivity, and then she'll have a whole bunch of different uh, sex experts and people that like really know the field to to speak more in depth, I guess. But I think that this is very. Let me be polite here. This is very 
all of her brand deals and like everything that she she's doing outside of the studio is very self-aware of her self-aware self-aware because are you like are you waiting for a sweetie music drop anytime soon i'm not like i said it's very self-aware of her okay i like that fair and very well said (laughs) i i think that sweetie is marketable she is very and i think that's where she's finding success um i think as she continues to do these things it will continue to lead to the next as long as they continue to be successful um i'm excited to see what this netflix thing does um but yeah but i also wonder why her but let's not forget sweetie sweetie well i think she has a bachelor's in like communications or something so like you know smart girl smart girl let's put it to use (laughs) you know communicate on the screen via netflix got it okay i mean like i think that she has experience speaking like it's not just like any old yes rapper that they were just like let's just give them a show like she she might have something in the toolkit to work with got you yeah i i my my, what i was going to say is why her i think there are so many people that are marketable in the same way um who woke up one morning from one of these brand companies or from one of these agencies and said, oh, let's from do a collab. Netflix, Crocs, Ranch, McDonald's, whomever, and said, sweetie, let's call her up. Call her team up and see if she's available. What made them... What was... Well, I mean, I think that a couple of them make a lot of sense. Like, the McDonald's stuff made a lot of sense just because she had already been on social media doing weird stuff with Happy Meals, right? Mm-hmm. So, give her a Happy Meal. I... I I don't understand the Hidden Valley Ranch crop connection. I do understand the ranch sweetie connection. Cause again, she just, I mean, like, I feel like maybe I'm making this up, but she might even put ranch on like an oyster once, which is nasty. Okay, so I think th- I think I understand thinking about it more. I think I understand the Crocs situation a little bit more. Crocs is always doing collaborations with the most random things ever. I think that's where, where they're finding their lane. I mean, sometimes it's random, sometimes it's not. Whether it's mm-hmm. Space Jam, whether it's Pepsi, whether it's Coke, Hidden Valley Ranch, they will do a collab just to continue a line, their line of Crocs. Maybe Hidden Valley Ranch and Sweetie were already doing something. And Crocs was just yeah, like, okay, let's connect them all. Whoever in the room came up with that. Okay, got it. Um, the good, the question is, how long can she keep this up? That's a great question. Because I think that like people are always going to... Whatever you came in the game doing, you kind of got to keep that up. And like that's what kind of helps create the... The, the relevance yeah. for the other brands to come after you, right? So, like, I mean, she and she has a couple of uh, little singles out there, right? The Doja Cat mm-hmm. single, like, I don't know what the numbers did, but I feel like people still it's quoting there. that in captions on IG. So, yeah. she got, a, you know, she got a little runway with that. Um, but, yeah, I think that... And, and if it doesn't last long, at least she's capitalizing on it now. Right. I don't have a problem with it. I'm interested to see. We'll keep our eyes peeled on it. Um, I think she can keep it up. I hope she can. I like I like her her as a brand, her like personality, mm-hmm. like outside of just the music. 
Uh, so interested to see what other brand deals she drops. I'm sure there are more in the tuck. Definitely are more. Yeah. And interested to see what this Netflix comedy special about sex positivity. Because now when I say that out loud, wait, a comedy special about sex positivity. That could be interesting. Interested to see what that looks that like. That seems along Amber Rose's lane. Oh. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my bad. Nike has been making some moves. They have. Um, So a couple of days ago, I'm sure you've seen it at this point, but they dropped the announcement of their partnership with Megan Thee Stallion. Um, They had a whole spot that went along with it as part of their Play New campaign, right? And I think that that's supposed to kind of highlight that there are a whole lot of different ways to be an athlete. You don't necessarily have to be playing a traditional sport. Like anything that you're doing, you you know, you can be considered an athlete, right? So with her, it was talking about how she tried to play sports because of her size. People told her that she needed to be playing sports Mm -hmm. and she really found her passion in dancing. And then obviously in, in rapping and twerking and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'm, you know, um, you know, she got Megan Thee Stallion knees. Like she's an athlete, right? (laughs) Uh, So I love that. And I love that they had a lot of kind of recognizable, uh, recognizable faces from social on there, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know the guy's name, but the one that like he does this skit like he's um, like a high school administrator. Oh, he was in there. Yes. Uh, There was a couple other other folks in there, but I recognize his face like right off the bat. Um, And then with that also came this this kind of like wellness drop. I guess they have Mm -hmm. like a wellness app and it's about like mindfulness and things of that nature. But it was Megan Thee Stallion serving as like your wellness coach and like giving you these mantras and things like that. She's a hot girl coach. Hot girl coach. Um, But they were all very much, uh, you know, very authentic to her, the way that she was talking and 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 the mantras and things like that. So uh, I thought it was a cute announcement to the partnership. I can't wait to see like what else it entails, what else comes from that. I saw that she was at Governor's Ball. I think she performed last mm-hmm. night uh, and she had a whole Nike look on oh, and like had that. the Nike check on her nails and everything. Oh, she got a Nike bag. She got That's a Nike bag. She, bag. <laughs> <laughs> she got a couple bags. Wow. I love this for her. Um, I yeah. love this for Nike as well. I know that Nike has been in recent years kind of in the space of you don't have to be an athlete to be an athlete, you know, type, type of thing. Um, I also like that this partnership is true to Megan and also true to Nike. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very authentic in the way that they're playing it. Um, like you said, she's able to speak how she speaks. She's bringing her own brand identity into the collaboration and it's not anything that's forced or, okay, I'll do it. but not authentic to who she is you know what i mean yeah um like how she's talking about hotties other hot girls put hot girls on all that speak and verbiage is very megan um and then even you know your hot girl coach makes sense right i like that it wasn't just a collaboration where it's photos and a couple of different drops or outfits and things like that but it also tied in the wellness aspect of it which seems very timely Mm -hmm. for the age that we live in and something that she's spoken about recently too, right? Mm, she had that mm-hmm. whole like New York's time, New York Times like op-ed piece about mental health, like w- black women and mental health and wellness and things of that nature. So I think that that makes sense. And then just 
I think the play new campaign um, and talking about how anybody is an athlete, that's just very, uh, it, it connects just to Nike's brand identity from the start. Cause mm-hmm. their whole, their whole kind of like brand, their, their whole brand positioning and purpose was about like anybody, if you have feet, you're an athlete. Right. That's kind of like how they started out. So I think this just, again, it's just further building on that legacy. Love it. Again, Nike doing the right things as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Nike doing the right things. <laughs> um, also something that happened not as recently, but during our break is uh, Serena's Nike design crew, um, where she collaborated with young designers um, who are people of color or from diverse backgrounds um, to kind of come up with this Serena collection. Um, I thought that was cool. Just thinking about Serena's legacy, especially when it comes to sports and fashion and all of that, um, it just made a lot of sense for her to be kind of like spearheading this sort of initiative Mm -hmm. and bringing people from diverse backgrounds together to develop a collection. I hadn't heard much about this, like until you brought it up. So I'm just trying to get a better understanding. There are 10 designers that she Mm -hmm. selected that all come from diverse backgrounds and they're helping to create a capsule collection under like the Serena brand within Nike. Yes. And the the collection dropped, I think a couple of weeks ago, but it just was all from an effort of Serena to bring more diversity in the space of fashion and design. Um, She said something along the lines of sports is one of the most diverse things in the world and she also has a passion for fashion and design so bringing those two worlds together but with the the thought on diversity and how to bring more diverse diversity into the space being that she's very close to nike and the partnership that they have um developed over the years she's like how do we continue to push diversity forward um i don't know if that was nike's idea or serena's idea or a joint effort but that's where the thought of having an you know, interns or apprenticeships came to be um, to kind of develop this collection. collection. Um, <laughs> but I thought this was cool. Um, uh, the images for it was great. Uh, the pieces are great. Serena um, is great. Just go ahead. Serena. Go ahead and say it. Have, she doesn't celebrate her birthdays, but I'm going to celebrate it. Today's our 40th. <laughs> the day she turns 40, I'll say that. Um, so I just thought it was worth mentioning it for our queen. Anytime I get the opportunity to speak you know, about he, her. He is going to take it. I'm going to take it. So, yeah, again, Nike. Um, I thought being that we were speaking about Nike, this was some one of the things that happened that I wanted to at least mention on the podcast. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so I think that that wraps up above the fold for this week. Um did we want to jump right into the next segment? Or now we're going to get into our new segment, Black Ads History. So this is one of the the new features of the podcast that we were talking about um, before. Again, the thinking behind it after taking this break, we were like, hey, you know, there's so many cool, rich stories to be told about Black advertising in the field, and like, you know, maybe we want to bring that into what we're doing here yeah just an opportunity to go deeper where kind of like we normally just glaze over some of the things Mm -hmm. um but there's so many cool stories and cool people or cool backstories that we can get into yeah and uh we thought it would be great to incorporate that starting this season yeah 
So we will be starting off with the story of Emmett McBain, um, who was a graphic designer, art director in the 50s and 60s and worked with a lot of well-known Black-owned agencies um, during that time. So here's Emmett McBain's story. When I think about the 1950s and 60s, I think of the rise of the civil rights movement. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. I am taken to an era where Black people are rising up and demanding to be seen and heard which interestingly enough is still being done today, decades later. I also immediately think of the rise of Black consciousness and how this resulted in more African-American faces in media and advertising. I want a super fro. Get the blowout kit. How about an Afropuff? Get the blowout kit. And for a soulful cornrow? Afro-Sheen's blowout kit makes your hair softer, more lustrous, and easier to manage. In this era, which still holds true today, The media became the cornerstone of rebellion, the questioning of the status quo, and more than anything, breaking down the stereotypes that existed. And granted, some of them still live on today. The world of media and advertising was largely white-dominated, which meant that any person of color looking to cement themselves within the industry had to be more than average and truly revolutionary. This defined, or rather still defines, the work of the late Emmett McBain. Perhaps his name is recycled in media rooms when mentioning the great pioneers of media and communication. However, unless you really do a deep dive into the history of advertising and its legends, you might not know who he is. So today, we are adding to the archives of history and echoing his name further. First, to give you a brief history of McBain, he was born and raised in Chicago in 1935. His educational history spans studying advertising design at Ray Vogue School of Commercial Art, the American Academy of Art, and the Illinois Institute of Technology. He is well known for his work through Vince Colors Advertising, one of the first African-American-owned advertising agencies in 1956. He launched McBain Associates in 1959, co-founded Burrell McBain Incorporated, now known as Burrell Communication, and moved on to work with Playboy Records carving his niche as a cover artist. By the age of 24, he had designed over 75 phenomenal covers for numerous famous artists, earning him worldwide acclaim. He founded The Black Eye, an art gallery and consultancy that helped agencies connect with the Black community. He also organized a series of initiatives with Beef Eater Gin, aimed at amplifying African-American voices. McBain's work through these companies all rested in one goal, the enhancement and showcasing of beauty and power of Black people. He set the tone for Black-targeted advertising. Advertising that spoke directly to the people it was marketing to. This is where McBain really shined. His style of advertising was centered on using relatable faces. Using a face you could see in the mirror became the pinnacle of advertising, creating an empathetic feel to how people viewed and used products. This advertising style was echoed in some of his greatest publications. The Black is Beautiful, 1968, ad for Vince Colors Advertising Incorporated, in which he loudly progressed the sense of belonging of Black people in every space. True Advertisement, 1968, ad for La Tobacco Company's True Menthol Cigarettes, for Vince Color Advertising Incorporated. 
laid the groundwork for how cigarette companies and other businesses spoke to Black consumers. Ebony Magazine, 1973 for McDonald's. Burrell McBain Advertising, in which he reinforced the strong focus on family, in all its form, and the beauty of it. Wantu Wazuri, Swahili for Beautiful People, and Johnson Products, Afrosheen, 1970, Vince Color Advertising, was at a time when Black people were using their appearance as a political tool. McBain helped reimagine national campaigns for a Black audience, from Kent and Marlboro cigarettes in 1970 to Beef Eater Gin. He also designed voting campaigns to encourage Black Americans to exercise their hard-won right. McBain helped to bring Black representation into the homes and on the televisions of all of America. His work shed light on the lack of visibility of Black people in media. It allowed Black people to see themselves in the products they use daily without the gaslighting and subtle racism that would normally be used. The merging of his personal beliefs and the world of advertising became his undeniable trademark. He knew how to drive people's interests by using language they were familiar with. The overarching theme of his work was reframing the way Black people were represented. Borrowing from his time, we see the impact of targeted advertising through brands such as Fenty, the evolution of Nike's advertising, and the booming era of Black hair care. Advertising is about connecting with your audience, and it's exactly what McBain's work did. There's so much to learn from his style and art direction. The Burrell McBain Agency loudly pointed out to corporations how Black people are not dark-skinned white people, that we are deserving of advertising that truly represents us in our fullness. We have come a long way in the advertising industry, and though we still have a way to go, it's incredible to witness McBain's legacy in the industry today. And that's our first history lesson in the books. Yes. Um, That was a really fun one to put together. And exciting. Very exciting. Um, Shout out to the editor over there. Yes. Amadi killed that one. Prince Amadi. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so again, we talked about The break we took and a lot of the work that we've been doing behind the scenes, one of the first things that we knew we wanted to do during this break was create a merch piece or something that we could uh, offer to listeners and followers of the podcast. And in doing some research just around like what design for the shirts, we came across this image from Emmett McBain, which you saw in that clip. Um, So it really was kind of like the merch piece that came before this story. We knew we wanted to do more like history and deep dives on the podcast, but telling the story of Emmett McBain came directly from um, putting together or or pulling together the design for this shirt that we will be releasing in a couple of days. Uh, So hopefully having heard that story and seeing those images and we'll drop in some images of the shirts that will be uh, dropping, you kind of see where the direct inspiration was pulled. And um, this Saturday, you copy your piece. Make sure y'all pre-order it. Pre-order. We'll have pre-order available for about a week and a half. And then orders will will ship um, first week of November. And then right in time for the cold weather, get you a little long sleeve joint. Right. With the Witch of Black Ads hit and the Emmett Bain inspo on the back. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm surely going to be wearing mine. I've already been wearing mine. See, no, you're not supposed to wear it before it drops. No pictures were taken. It's fine. See, I've been holding out like, oh, I'm not wearing mine. She out here in these streets with it on. Your bad. <laughs> oh, okay. 
But yeah, um, super excited about that. And I just love how everything tied together, how we, like you said, pulled that inspiration from um, one of his great designs. Um, and yeah, I went, I do also want to nod in Janelle's direction because she was kind of like the creative concept behind it. So I do want to give you your your props on well, that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But it was definitely a team effort and um I can't wait to like when we actually drop the shirts and like all the images for the shirts and you see all the black creatives that we've worked with to pull this together. From, oh yeah. From who we work with to print the shirts to Amadi shooting the shirts mm-hmm. to Rebecca designing the layout for the story. Yeah, it's black, you know. blackity black, black, black. We still with of the, course, the theme. Of course, of <laughs> course. To the models we had in there. Yeah. Quick stripe printing on, you know, black owned print shop. So we definitely wanted to make sure that through and through we were holding ourselves accountable and, and, and doing what we set out to do, which was tell black stories, but then support black creatives too. I love that for us. <laughs> now it's time for guess that spokesperson yes it is and janelle will not allow us to start the score over for you all that have been following us for some time you know that historically she has been able to stomp me so therefore (laughs) historically i'm a winner (laughs) historically she has been able to stomp me therefore the score is a little bit lopsided but it's okay i let her know that i'm fine with it i will catch up then y'all can I told mark my words. That, that, that's the I, only I, way. I've given the intro. Let's, can we? Okay. So <laughs> all I heard from that is historically I'm a winner and I will remain winning. Um, so yeah. Now on to the game segment where I will be giving Bronzy three clues for the spokesperson. I'll tell him the brand and then he will have three questions to ask and then guess who the spokesperson is. Uh, so the brand is Adidas. Okay. So, hint number one. This person started as a comedy writer, but is a well-known actor and musician as well. Um, they go by a different name when they're creating music. And they've worked with the queen, with a queen of comedy on this Adidas project. Uh, but more recently, they worked with the queen, Queen D. Hmm. Adidas is the brand. Mm-hmm. This person is a comedian, mm-hmm. as well as a musical artist. Mm-hmm. And an actor. And an actor. Does this person sing or rap? A little bit of both. A lot of both, actually. Is this person male or female? Male. Also, these are supposed to be yes or no <laughs> questions. You see, this little break, all right, all right, you got one more question, and it better be yes or no. <laughs> okay, and more recently worked with the queen, historically worked with the queen of comedy. Who is the queen of comedy? Yes. <laughs> there are so many queens of comedy, you know? So I have to no. now guess the queen of comedy? You don't have to. You had you got two freebies see, see out the, of me. See the type of yes or no questions. Gets. I got to guess the spokesperson and the clue person. Okay, let's see. Adidas. One more yes or no question. Was this campaign with Adidas recent? You got to define recent. Within the last 10 years? Yes. Within the last five years? That was your last yes or no question. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Okay, let's go through the Rolodex. Who Beyonce has worked with recently. Was it in an Ivy Spark You have asked three questions already. But it wasn't a yes and those other yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Yes no. Which means they should have counted for more. I'll, answer, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer that question. You said, was it for Ivy Park? No. And that's the last question I'm answering. Okay, you're going to have to speed this up because I got to think. <laughs> We're not going to be here all day. No, because now you got me wanting to catch up to the score. Insert, insert Jeopardy music. I'm going to say these three hints one more time, and then I'm going to give you five seconds to answer. Started as a comedy writer, but is a well-known actor and musician as well. Goes by a different name when creating music. And worked with a queen of comedy on this Adidas project. But more recently worked with Beyonce. The Queen Bee. I don't know. The answer is Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. He's not a comedian. He started off as a comedy writer, and yes, he is a comedian. No. Yes, he is. No. Just because okay. you just found out about he him. He started as a comedy writer, great. He ain't no comedian. I He's said, not known whoa, whoa, for being whoa, whoa, a comedian. Whoa, 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 whoa. The hint set started as a comedy writer, but is a well-known actor and musician. What in that was not true? I think as you got off script, you said that he was a comedian. No, no, no. That's what you heard. That's not what I said. It's not, it's and not he right. is a comedian, too. I could have easily thrown that in there and still been correct. You know that was a good one. And you know you're mad you missed that one. That was a good one, wasn't it, Armani? Say it out loud so the mic can hear you. Okay, that's what I thought. See? Y'all trying to be in cahoots and whatnot. No. Mm-hmm. It no. was. It was. Look, you can stump me in two weeks. Next up is your turn. It's not fair. Like I said, this is not fair because you. Some of you us are just winners. Wanna, you want to carry? That's like. That's some like, of us are winners. That's like going into the new season some of, of the basketball aren't. series and being like, "Oh, I'm still the champion." Like you have to start the score over when you go into a new season. No, even if we started the score over, I still won. Because you only had the one opportunity to give the hint. So, of course, you're going to be up. No, you could have guessed it and I would have been down. Winner. (laughs) That was a good one. You know them hints was good. Don't do that. That was fair. not a comedian. I didn't say that. And he is a comedian. I have the the audience. We do have the audio. He has comedy specials. How is he not a comedian? Okay, so now that Janelle has won, once again, we have to change a couple of things. The score starts over in the season. We'll talk about it. We'll We'll talk talk about about it. it. I mean, we'll we'll talk. talk, Okay, okay. okay. Um, Now it's time to declare going with your black ads or that ain't it, what you got this week. Um, so I only have a going with your black ads this week. Um, and I think we only talked about really one brand mm-hmm. and that was Nike. Uh, 
specifically for the Megan collab and also just like retroactively for what they're doing with Serena. So Nike, going with your black ads. Cool. I don't think I, I have a bet in it either. Um, and I'm going to give going with your black ads to with your black ads. Um, I think this Ooh. t-shirt drop is really cool. I think the way we tied it together with the historical context of Emmett McBain is really cool. Kind of like you can wear that shirt and be proud um, wearing it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to us. Cool. Let me reverse and like <laughs> jump back on that. I think we um, did that. Yeah, for sure. Ditto. Retweet. <laughs> cool. So that wraps up. The first new season, yeah, no. first episode of season two. Yeah, but still episode 32. Episode 32. Which is why the score should keep going. But uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, as you can see, new format. Um, make sure you check out. Stay tuned for for new announcements later on this week, including the T-shirts. Something else coming with it. Like, subscribe. All that good stuff on YouTube. Follow us on social too, because that's where most of the announcements will be coming. Um, and leave comments. Let us know what you're thinking about the topics we're talking about. Include your thoughts and your ideas. Um, obviously, yeah. we'll be keeping an eye on them. Yeah, and shout out to the people who are always tagging us in like interesting things yeah. that other brands are doing that they want us to talk about. Love we really appreciate it. that. And obviously, with the break that we took thank you all for sticking with us and coming back to see what we had to say this go around yep we'll see y'all very soon thanks thank you It was so black ass. It was black ass.